So we're talking about the silent night. We're talking about this night. And just so you know, this is how it's described in Matthew 2. Described, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and came to him to worship him. They saw his star rise and all of a sudden light breaks into the darkness. And a new star is born. There's a star that's born and their response. And if you know something about these guys, they, they were men of means. They were men of influence. They could have done lots with their time. They could have done lots with their treasures. They could have done lots of different things in response, but they saw something that drew them in and their response was to run to the light. And if you remember anything from today, my encouragement today is to run to the light. We live in interesting times and um, we are used to light and darkness, are we not? Thanks to our electricity supply, which keeps us on our toes. And um, maybe Christmas for you is about the food, it's about the presents, maybe you get some leave from work, maybe it's time out with family, I don't know what it is about for you, but obviously one of the things that we have to navigate in a South African Christmas is light and dark, which keeps it interesting. In our family, we had to navigate this, and we all have our own load-shedding stories. Who's got a load-shedding story? Is it? Yeah, we all have them. And then you go to your neighbor and you start sharing, and he says, well, I don't have Load shedding. I'm like, what does that mean? No, I have solar. You know, they don't even say, people who buy solar, they fancy, eh? So they don't say solar. They say, no, we put in solar. Solar. It just gets longer and longer. The more they can say solar, they get more fancy. And I'm like, you're fancy. If you got solar, you're fancy. Then you get the other guy. You know those guys? The brrrr guys. You're in the room. You know, we won't shame you publicly. Light now. No, we won't. It's the guy when the power goes off, and next minute, you're in the dark, and there's some dude in the neighborhood, he's just got the brrrr, and he is burning his fuel with lights for days. Or you just, like myself, 599, take a look, you with us? Keep the Wi-Fi on, that's my people right there, we got it, that's my people. But we have a, we have a, a 2220 testimony from our family. Load shedding is an interesting time. It's, every now and again, we have a night in the week. We're often busy during the week, so there's that night. Mom gets to plan. So mom plans out the night, and it looks like this. I have two options. One of them is America's Got Talent. The other one is The Crown. Those are the only options, if you know what Netflix is. And The Crown's not my vibe, to be brutally honest. So we watch AGT together, and it's Simon Kyle giving people hard times. That's the family TV moment as we gather. And then there's pizzas ready to go in the oven. The conditions are perfect for a brilliant night. And then, <laughs> we're in the darkness again. Your neighbor, <laughs> your other neighbor, he's like having the living the time of his life. He's got Salah. So he's, he's happy. You're in the middle with nothing, just a little Wi-Fi going beep, beep. And, and, and so you're never getting, and to be honest, it gets you down. It's like the darkness descends in an emotional way, in a real way. You can't get your pizza. You can't watch Simon Carl or Terry Crews doing his fancy stuff. You're just there in the dark, and, and you're just sucking it up because the power's been turned off, and you get a little grumpy. Anyone else? No one. No one. Just pastors. And... Um, we get a little grumpy during these times. So you're navigating, and we're sitting there, and for a good hour and a half, it's walking into things in the dark, because these were still in the winter days a few months ago, not like now when it's light. We're talking winter time. It's dark in Cape Town. So we navigate, and then I just think after about 90 minutes, 
let me just take a quiet walk to the garage just to check if there's electricity in our meter, like stuff we've actually paid for. And I realized we'd actually run out of electricity. We were eating half-cooked pizzas, not watching Simon Carl because I forgot to pay for the electricity. And you realize that we can be in the dark for a number of different reasons. One, someone else's impact, someone else's story, some economy, politics affecting, and so power gets pulled off then. Another way is we forget to draw on power. We forget to pay for our power. Another way we can get in the dark is actually we can turn off the lights. The Bible would suggest that sin in our life and chaos in our life would seem to bring darkness and, and challenge to our stories. And the narrative of Christmas reminds us that we don't have to stay in the dark. Who likes the dark? Kids, any, you like the dark. Parents, we need to verify this because uh, we have some credible kids. Uh, 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 most kids don't like the dark, but you guys are amazing. I know some adults that don't like the dark. Uh, don't, go for a walk in the woods in the dark. That's like your chosen moment. No, it's not. None of us like the dark. We're not good in the dark. We walk into things. We kick things in the dark. I have mastered the dark walk. Maybe husbands would relate. It's that time your wife goes to bed before you. So you've got to enter the room in pitch blackness. Like it. You've got to know exactly how, I know exactly how many steps to the door of the bathroom so I can brush my teeth in the dark as well. I've got to know how to do that. It's a master dart. I'd encourage you to work on it. Jesus said this. He spoke again to the people in John chapter 8. said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus came to the earth and is birthed into the darkness and the narrowness of a woman's womb. I don't know how you read the Bible, but to me it's history. To me it's God's revealed history that changed the world. And Jesus comes and places himself inside the narrowness and the constraints and the smallness of a woman's womb. And then lives a life in this life. In a world without labor laws, in a world without respect, in a world where slavery existed freely and amongst everyday culture, Jesus placed himself in the narrowness and the darkness of that world. And then ultimately, the darkness of the cross, taking on our sin, our shame, our guilt in that moment and for three days being constrained. The good thing is we know the end of the story. Light over, always overcomes the darkness. And my encouragement to you today is a simple one. As we read about Jesus in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only to witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The rest is history as we read it today. And we're reminded as Jesus speaks, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Sat with people this week. People have lost family that they love dearly. People have lost businesses. And you know what? The enemy loves to create environments where we can get stuck in darkness, emotionally stuck, relationally stuck, spiritually stuck. 
And Christmas is a time that we are reminded that we have access because it's been paid to eternal light. Light that brings life and healing and wholeness and freedom and joy. Light that cannot be hindered or limited. Light that breaks through and pierces through the darkness. Jesus broke into the darkness of our world to break in with His light that brings eternal life. So I'm calling you today. Maybe there's a darkness in your heart of unforgiveness. Maybe there's a darkness in your heart of relational brokenness or environmental things, things you couldn't control. I can shout at Eskom all I want, but I can't control it. But there are things I can control, like my power to do something. And we live with the ability where we don't have the power to fix some things. You just don't have it. The Bible's clear. And sometimes we allow things into our lives. And we turn off the light. Jesus says at Christmas, I came for you. Would you run to me? These wise men, they see a star. And they run towards it. There was danger in the journey for them, potentially. There would have been potential unknowns and many things in their journey. And they were prepared to make the journey because they saw something in that light that was different to the world around them. Different, supernatural. Today, my prayer for you and my prayer for my own heart is that the light that pierced the darkness, the light that shone, the great light, the light was the light of the world breaking into this world, would break in. Can you? I forgot my prop. It's like a preacher's most epic fail. But maybe in your life, as the lights go down, things have gone dark. Things have got tough. And maybe it's harder and harder to see the light. Maybe corona came and stole from you. Maybe economics have stolen. Maybe circumstances and relationships have allowed the lights to seem dimmer in your life. Can we take down the lights? Everyone okay? Check everyone looks up. We're not good in the dark. I want to tell you, you weren't made for the dark. You weren't even made to get good in the dark. You were made to seek out the light, to respond to light. You were designed to run to the light of Jesus. The light who speaks and he says, I'm going to pierce the darkness. I'm going to pierce the darkness. In the midst of your dark world and all the challenges that will come your way, there's one who stands whose light cannot be put out. Whose light stands against brokenness, broken bodies, broken relationships, brings life and freedom and joy. Whose light reaches into the darkest parts, the thoughts you think healing can't come to. This is just a torch. But Jesus' light and Jesus' life more powerful than any force of this earth can heal any brokenness. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The challenge is this, and the charge of Christmas is this. It's the same charge of every day. Can we bring the lights up slowly one more time? 
Will you follow him? Will you follow Jesus? He doesn't say, you're not going to have tough days in this life. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say you're not going to have trials, you're not going to have challenges, you're not going to have to face some things, and you're going to have to contend. No, he says you're going to have to contend in faith. He wants that. But he says your soul, there'll be light if you run to him. Not just run to him like a fan of the world running after a celebrity. Run to him as a follower. Someone saying, Jesus, will you be my Lord? Will you be my Savior? And sometimes men and women get stuck with Jesus, little manger, meek and mild, and forget that he, was, he is the king seated on his throne, a roaring lion, roaring to the bosses of this world, roaring to the challenges of your life. And if you will allow him, he will roar over your life too. Because he is king. And he is Lord of all. The challenge of Christmas is, will you run to the light? Church is good. But church isn't the light. Pastors are good, but they're not the light. Meetings are good, but they're not the light. Don't, it's not a call to run to more church. I'm saying, will you run to the light? His name is Jesus. He loves you. And whatever trial or challenge you face today, He will be with you if you will run to Him. He will hold you. He will heal you. He will restore you. He will pour His life into you where death has resounded for years. If you will trust Him. If you'll follow him, the light. I'm going to hand over to this band now. But kids, run to Jesus. And maybe you don't know what that means fully right now. You think, I'll do that. But run to Jesus all the days of your life. And I promise you, it'll go well with you. Can we just have a hand for our beautiful kids? Just before I hand over the band, as you're seated, I know we normally stand. Can you just close your eyes for a second? I'd love to pray in this moment. Oh, Jesus, in this moment of reminding ourselves that you came and broke into the darkness of this world. As we sing songs and worship our King. I believe your power is in this room, your power to heal your power to restore, your power to redeem, your power to put strength into the weak, to add the, the lonely into families, to heal the broken, broken bones, broken emotions, broken lives. Come, Spirit of God, come now. We don't worship an impotent God, but we worship a God of power, of might, of healing, who broke into the darkness of our world so that light could shine. Get all the glory, God. We worship you, King, together.